to them and I'm sweet to them because they say they say they recognize you and if you be mean to them Mm. so but that sounded awful I'm like oh my god I take my little bubba out I know it's a bit scary so Watch the magpies, I guess, and yes. all the other hat, birds. Wear glasses, wear an ice yes. cream container on your head or whatever. But I do recall <laughs> some people have those great, the cyclists have those great little plastic they do. things. Oh, yes. I love those. They look those so funny. So um, because we've been attacked, my boys and I, when we were in Echuca, we rode there once. We rode we actually caught the train to Echuca and then rode our bikes from the train uh, yeah. to our accommodation and back. And we were severely attacked. It was a September school holiday uh, and they were hitting our helmets. And I started to laugh, but the kids weren't <laughs> laughing oh, um, because they you know, they were tap, 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 tap tapping. Tap, and I yeah. thought, well, hopefully they're just going to peck my head because oh, if that was going gosh. to peck anywhere else, mm. uh, they both started screaming. <laughs> we, it was like the birds. Like I felt like I was in an Alfred Hitchcock The, the Alfred Hitchcock. The birds. It was. The it was very yes. So another so, indicator that spring is here, isn't it? it spring it, has it, sprung. It, spring has definitely sprung. So anyway, that's that's just something that I became aware of and um, I can't believe that I missed it But because we're, we're sort of almost halfway through. Um, September now, so because uh, you know the magpies have their meeting first September, they're like, okay, we're out there. The end of September, we're done. <laughs> so uh, a big shout out to all those beautiful magpies of whatever variety you may be, Barbara. Which is a nice segue, I think, to the footy. Yes, was a car. Let's do it. I'm you must be so excited. I'm excited be. for you. I'm also rather sad because Ron Barassi left us for the weekend. I know. Yeah, did indeed. Um, the great Ron Barassi. Yeah, so and sad, and I, I have a bit of history with Ron in the sense that my brother and I, yeah. when we were little kids, this is how old I am, how old we <laughs> are, in the early 60s, yeah. um, Ron Barassi, uh, we came back from Melbourne because Ron Barassi was part of Melbourne, um, as in the team. And then when he left, my father, who had come down from Queensland as a student um, to study at Melbourne Uni, he, he'd been a Carlton supporter because he used to go and watch the, the team train across the road to Parkville. Anyway, so you know, we joined the old man's team when, when um, Ron Bressy went to Carlton and we've never looked back. Well, barely. Oh, you anyway, followed him. Yes, yeah, so that was um, that was our story. If we were, um, wow. Yeah, so, but he was a big, well, he was um, uh, highly, had a very high profile for many, many years, but certainly back in that, the heyday of the, of the Melbourne Football Club. Uh, he was extremely well known to, and uh, never really, um, never really left the public stage, I guess, even even as an old man. And um, you know, people had some very kind words to say about him. Um, and yeah, he was an amazing, successful coach. Obviously, a very smart guy. Um, and anyway, yes, yeah, so rest in peace, Ron, and thank you for all your hard work. There's going to be a state funeral, have you heard? Yes. I well, it's been that. offered. I didn't hear that. It's been, it, accepted, it's been accepted, has it? Yes, yeah. they're talking about the, the appropriate yeah. venue because so many people want to attend and they're talking about the MCG. I guess that would be rather apt. It would be yeah. very apt, wouldn't yes, it? Yes, that's right. But yes, um, yes to sorry to bang on about it, but yes, it's uh, not since 1995 has Carlton played in a grand final, so that's a whole generation. It's the same age as my one of my nieces. Oh, and I don't know if they'll be playing in a grand we'll final. We'll see. So I know we have a certain uh, Brisbane Lions person <laughs> In the studio, a defector from Melbourne to Brisbane. Well, I would actually prefer us to be playing Carlton in the grand final, but I feel like it might be a Brisbane Lions Collingwood grand final, mm. which I would love. Well, uh, I'd love to yes. beat them, mm. um, but I'd much prefer to go to one that had Carlton in it. That's for sure. Yes. Well, I, I'm, being a Carlton supporter, of course, you know, the old rivalry with, with Collingwood, yes, it goes a long way back. It but, does, uh, doesn't it? 
Indeed. Yes. And so anyway, it's more um, partial to the to the blues than the pies. That's yes, for I'm sure. more partial to the lines than the, the pies. I'm more partial <laughs> to anyone. Let's face it. Anyway, it's it's all systems go. But and it's um, exciting. Yeah, so Carlton, the two point win uh, after the other night, um, mm. and almost had a heart attack again. Um, <laughs> it was a great game. It was a very exciting game. Was it? Yeah. Even if you weren't a football person, you could have got I think carried away with it all. But if you were a you would just would have been ecstatic. So, yes, apparently there people are grabbing tickets uh, from yes. Melbourne, but yes. they're having trouble actually getting to Brisbane. That's the trouble. They might have got the football tickets. Yeah, no. Like, trying to get up there is the, is the thing. Yeah, it is. that's really, right. Really, really so that's, Oh, wow. Right. So the winner of that game will be playing Collingwood together mm-hmm. the following week on mm-hmm. the 30th. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So Brisbane, Isaac. So it's uh, yeah, very... Um, very gripping times, and somebody was telling me also that Carlton had not played in, uh, in the finals for ten years and hadn't been in a preliminary final for uh, um, since two thousand or nineteen ninety nine. So it's, it's been nice a long time between have, drinks. Yes, it's nice to have mm. the underdogs come in and, and I win. Think so. I think. Well, it I really love the underdog. Interesting, very Australian thing to want the underdog. Oh, isn't yeah, it? I think so. really very Australian. So as I say, yeah, may the best team win, guys. What can I say? That, that's <laughs> right, and and that's what in a couple of weeks, isn't it? It's not that's the actual grand final. The grand final. Exciting fact that. No one's definitely playing. Collingwood's definitely playing in the grand final. Yeah. We just need to find out who's going to win between there Brisbane is. and Carlton. And Carlton, yeah. Yes, that's right. The weekend. Yeah. So Fingers crossed for Carlton. Thank you. I know, but I know, but the Carlton's and Brisbane Pines. Oh, you're Brisbane. Yeah, but you're Brisbane. not really. What? You're Bulldogs. You're, you're confusing me. No, but you're there. Once upon, time, once upon a time, you were Fitzroy, but you were. I was you, uh, Fitzroy. Yeah, yeah I know. But I thought, hang on. Good luck to both of you. Thank I don't you. want to cause any divisions no, in our lovely very, friendship. Very no, there are some right. very loyal Fitzroy followers at the Manningham at different mm. points in time okay. leading up to, and there's lots of celebrations. Mm. Um, and if you've ever been to the, the Napier Hotel, you know oh, that yes, they are still very, uh, very passionate there as well. Well, mm-hmm. that's right. Well, let's see. It's going to be fun for everybody. <laughs> and, uh, yes, good luck to you all. Hope there's a draw or something. Oh, I don't know what to say. Oh, anyway, dear. on to other things. <laughs> it'll be a good game. Moving right, right along. Moving yes, right, right along. Moving <laughs> right along. I know we're going to talk it's about it. It's going to be a friendly. It's going to be a friendly. Here. Yeah. Here it's Here friendly. Here it is. We're friendly. Um, and uh, we will talk about our guests in a moment, but I just wanted to flag a couple of things that I've come across. I'm not going to go into detail yet, but as a little teaser or two mm-hmm. did you know that an ex-prime minister has written a book mm. i wonder who that would be mm. and what his message might be you oh, can scotty have a think about that. that scotty yeah. from marketing she <laughs> says marketing. well you might just be on the money to while away the time he's sitting on the back bench on the bank bench and and, and getting a uh what do you call Pension it for the, a small pension a small I'm pension small. yeah yes. plus an advance on his book mm, um yeah. so really it's interesting for him so it's called plans for your good um and <laughs> it's got a little bit of a twist i'll tell you about that a little bit later um if you were in the market for a job Right. I have a job spec here that you may well want to jump at. Uh-huh. Anyone listening, if you're in the market for a job, this is a good one. And I'm going to tell you about it during mm. the show. So stay there and... 
have a little think about what mm. your competencies might be. It's a, at a CEO level. I'm and curious. It's a, ooh, it's a really interesting mm. one. So that's another thing that I'm going to jump into during the show, tell you a little bit more about. Uh, the Melbourne Fringe Festival is coming yes. on the between the 3rd and the 22nd, I think, of October. Mm-hmm. Some sad news about uh, an Australian that we love, a couple of Australians that we've loved in the Hollywood marriage that no one thought would ever end. Indeed. What does, well, it, what does it mean? I'm not sure if it's shock horror to all the rumours that everyone had going about. There were a few leading in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. But um, but then again, yeah. I, I'm always wary of people who are constantly telling you how happy they are, how what brilliant their marriage is and this, that and the other. And sometimes you think these people protest a bit too much. Am I being unkind? I don't know. I don't know. But look, it was a bit of a shock. But anyway, it's a bit really? of a shock to me. Oh. A lot of people are going, we're not quite sure why. Yeah. I think we'll find out a bit down the track. Maybe down yes, the track. Sure. 27 um, years is a long time to be married. It is. Yes, it is indeed. So anyway... Um, it's wonderful when you haven't got any money worries, though. You know, they're just selling up all their gazillions mm. of different bits and bobs. But that's just that money ain't everything. Money ain't everything. And it keep you together. cannot necessarily, necessarily keep no, a marriage no, together. No, no. So there even you go. Then, um, interesting. But, but it's hope for some of us anyway. Hope for some <laughs> of us and uh, a little bit of shovel as well. But we'll go to a track in a minute. But let's talk about our guests. Yes. Barbara. Coming up at 4.30, it's that time again, Jacinta. It's showtime. Yeah, it's showtime. Show I love showtime. <laughs> and uh, so, yes, of course, opening um, this Thursday, the 21st of September, uh, yes. the Royal Melbourne Show, um, as, it's, as it's been known as for many years. And um, our guest will be uh, Rebel Ruby, who has got a lot to tell us about the exciting show bags on for this year. Yeah, really oh, looking great. forward to speaking with Rebel this this afternoon, that will be great. Uh, I was talking to my family about the show, and we were sort of considering how expensive it might be for families to go mm, this yeah, year. I think yeah. to get in, adults is fifty dollars. Is that much? Fifteen for kids, and mm. then you've got then imagine Even mums and dads sh- trying to wrangle the how many <laughs> show bags I can exactly. have, yeah. rides yeah. I can have, it. all it can of that. Be heard of a uh, it, yeah. It's huge, and yeah. we always have conversations which have been happening in our household mm. at the moment because you know the advertising's on there at the moment. Mm. There are pre early bird tickets on sale now where you can save up to 50, 15% on tickets and up to 25% on rides. So you can get a family ticket. So normally, you know, 15 to $99 is what the ticket prices are, but you can get a family ticket that's around 85 and I'm that's not sure. That's two kids. I'm not sure how many kids that mm. is for, but I will oh. check that out. The other thing, don't forget if you've got an RACV mm. membership, yes. that you should always check that out. I always buy mine through the RACV because you can get additional discounts I didn't there know as that. well. They do a lot so of events. Always though, use so your RACV discount. The other thing that my tip is, before we, you know, I'm sure our guests will be able to tell us lots more, is go through online the show bag list, pre-pick out the one show bag that you are going to have. Yeah. And then... When we're there, we go in very quickly because if you've ever been to that show bag <laughs> shed <laughs> at the end of the day, yes. it is not a fun not thing fun. to do. <laughs> That's Usually good... if it's a hot day as well, if it can be a hot September, sometimes it's a freezing That's September, right. That's but, spring weather. Yes. Um, getting in there and getting back out unscathed is is quite tricky as a parent <laughs> and I mean unscathed from a pocket perspective yes, as, well. <laughs> um, as well as a can I have, yeah. can I have, um, but pre Pre-selecting your show bag and then yeah. getting your children to go in and 
grab it and mm, get there back you out. go. That's um, an excellent tip of the day. I absolutely think, yeah, that's wonderful. All right, all good. So there's lots coming up. Uh, Jess Belangzatagi, our TV. Television, cinema, streaming services guru, Jeff, Jess will be joining us on the phone. Uh, she's in another state at the moment. And I think in, I don't know, W, not Queensland. W, Queensland. 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 Oh, how and, lovely. Uh, so that's nice. So, but uh, after five today, Jess will join us to give us an update on all those lovely things we need to know about what to watch and when to watch them. We know. We need more for our entertainment over the school holidays. Ah, so I'll be looking for some tips there. We do. Uh, as well, so I wonder if there's some kid-friendly options that we can talk about. Oh as yes, well. I've got some things to mention. I think mm. there will be, and Barbara always does a great job she of does, that indeed. as well. Twenty-five minutes past five here on Big Life Conversation, and we are back with you on Big Life Conversation. We first of all we heard from uh, Bruno Mars with "Just the Way You Are," cool little track there. We love it. And now date night with Kita Alexandra. Ooh, very nice. Lots of more, lots of more great music <laughs> coming out your way. Uh, Twenty-eight minutes to five o'clock here on Big Life Conversation, and. We have a very special guest for you today. We're going to be speaking with Rebel Ruby about none other than the Royal Melbourne, Melbourne Show. Show. And it's a big good afternoon to you, Rebel. Hello, how are you going? Very well. We are so looking forward to speaking with you because we love the Royal Melbourne Show and we cannot wait to hear what goodies and experiences await all of us. Oh, fantastic. Uh, well, we're currently setting up at the moment, so it's very exciting. It's going to look very colourful. Um, we've got some fantastic deals on offer this year, so we're really looking at, you know, great value for money for families. You know, everyone's sort of got a, a bit of a tight belt at the moment with um, everything that's going on and price increases, so we've really kept that in mind. We've got, you know, a fantastic cabri deal where you get five bags for $20, We've also got a great um, deal with our confectionery range where you get five bags for $25. Um, but there's so much more on offer. We've probably got um, about 160 different bags in just our range. So wow. we do anything from Cadbury um, right up into kids' brands. So anything from Blue's, Cocoa Melon, and then adult show bags as well. So oh, wow. lots, lots of exciting stuff. I have to ask, Rebel, it's Barbara here, Rebel. Um, what about, is there a Barbie show bag that's really spectacular this year, by any chance? We've actually got two Barbie show bags. So which we be coming out. Oh, yes. Um, we decided to bring out um, one that was going to be still a little bit older and um, suit that older market that have all been loving the movie. So, mm-hmm. um, yes, yeah, the upper fifties. <laughs> <laughs> mature. It, has, it, does, it is a mature Barbie bag, so it does cover everyone. I love it. Right. I love it. Very nice. I've got some little people at home that have been. You know, we've often. Well, during lockdown, we've often pre-purchased. Uh, show bags, oh, and we've created our own Royal Melbourne show at home uh, during lockdown, um, which was quite funny with uh, fluffy toys versus actual real animals. But we did um, <laughs> purchase in a show bag, which just arrived, I think, at the doorstep on the day that we were having our Royal Melbourne show, which was brilliant, and I loved that. Yeah. Uh, but everyone's asking me about the show bags this year, and yes, I do. I do take that point on the 
feeling the pinch. Uh, so yeah. I love the idea of the, you know, looking at keeping it price savvy as well. We were just talking about tickets to the show and some of the things that you can do to get discounts to the show and also how you know we've sort of gone from sample bag which you still can get lots of samples at the show as well and making the most of that to pre-looking up your show bag of choice before you go into that big hall Uh, yeah really recommend doing that because i know it can be really overwhelming and especially with small children as well so i think um, we actually have on our website showbags.com.au we have a map of the showbag hall, so you can jump on our website, go so there's like a link to the Melbourne show, and it has our catalogue for all the bags that are going to be on offer, so the kids can sit there, and it's good for entertaining them it as well is. as the holidays. It they is. love to study our, our digital catalogue, and then they can, it'll actually say where all our stands are, so they know where to, to come on the day, and they can, you know, you can print out a map, and you can draw it out, so it can almost be a bit of a scavenger hunt for their showbag, so... I think there are ways you can do it where it isn't too overwhelming and you're not sort of making a decision um, on the day because that can always be hard, um, sort of. <laughs> yes, or there's five extra things that you're bringing home instead of just you yes. know, keeping within the budget. So, yeah, yes, I love yes. to do that too. I think that's a very wise thing to do and I love that uh, it's all there digitally as well, that they can check it out and, and make those selections and um, and the map accordingly. So that's something new for us. We'll have to check that out. Oh, fantastic. Now, yes, people, I was going to ask you, um, the old favourites, Bertie Beetle, it's, it still uh, brings the crowds in, does it, that one? <laughs> yes, Bertie Beetle. We don't do the Bertie Beetle, but it's definitely still here. So um, mm-hmm. we, we have... Um, the Freddo and Caramello bags. Which, oh, um, they've actually been around longer than Bertie Beetle. Oh, so that's oh. Oh. a little fact for you. Just yeah. saying. I will have to tell my husband that because he's been a bit of a Bertie Beetle fan. But uh, yeah. I, I love the Caramello bear. Yeah, but a, a Caramello bear. Yeah, I'm Caramello <laughs> That's really great. And in terms, so we've got we've got the tried and true stalwarts that are always there but with with the show bags what else is happening like are there any new experiences for people well last year um they've actually brought back uh the bands that were on last year so we've got all new bands so there's a real um you know night atmosphere at the melbourne show which is fantastic so I think that really caters for, you know, some of the teens and stuff that might want to come along or the families that really want to spend a full day here. So, mm. um, and you can also get a um, cheaper entry fee by coming um, to that later, later right. session. Oh, that's so, which is fantastic. Yep. Um, I think we've done that in the past, which is quite nice. You could do the, fa- you know, the last ride of the Ferris wheel and see all, all the, of the lights, lights, which yes. is really nice. Yeah. yeah. And it's oh, great. Yeah, it is a great atmosphere Beautiful. at night. So, yeah. Um, yeah, depending on sort of, I guess, what age your kids are, um, you'd kind of decide whether you do sort of a morning thing into the afternoon or if you kind of come a bit later in the day to catch that nighttime entertainment. Um, you know, there, there is new show bags on offer, so we've probably got um, 10, 10 okay. new brands that wouldn't have been oh. at the Melbourne show before. Wednesday is probably one that we're um, most excited about. Um, in with Wednesday the Adams? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. show bag. Yes, yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so interesting. we're excited to see how that goes. With the, the show went really well, so we're always kind of looking at you know, what's on trend and... Can we ask what's um, in the... What's in the um, that yeah, yeah, so it's yeah, no, no, I'm happy to disclose that to you. Um, it's got a backpack, a tin locker, 
Um, what else is in there? Um, trying to remember off the top of my head. Notebook and, um, yeah, lots of other little bits and pieces in there. Okay. I think that for sort of eight, ten items. So, yeah, we're excited to see how that one goes. Mm. There's a few people that might be interested in that. I think so. The more emo-y. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, definitely, yeah, definitely hit a target market. That That's yeah. right. So what are some of the others? Um, some of the other new ones, we've got Naruto, uh, which is um, been quite popular, Call of Duty. So, again, like catering for the adults as well. Yeah. So uh-huh. um, really kind of trying to spread out, um, you know, the market. We've got one. We, we do make a few show bags ourselves and sort of create our own brands to, to suit teens and things like that, whereas they might not follow TV shows or movies. So we've got one that's called BBZ, so that really caters to your sort of young tween teen girls, um, which has been very, very popular so far at some of the other shows that we've done. Um, what else? We've got squishy things in Ultimate Fidgets. They're two very popular show bags um, with fidgets still being on trend. Yeah, the fidget spinners, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, they're <laughs> still things, yes. running hot. Yeah. <laughs> what about AFL bags? Is that your department or not? We don't do the AFL, but there is AFL show bags here. So, mm-hmm. yep, they're definitely, definitely going to be here and, um, yeah, available. Great. That's great. Now, Rebel, for me, one of the most important things and the delectable things that I have to <laughs> enjoy at the show is, well, is it's, 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 these these two are, pair up very well it's food and wine basically yeah. let's let's yeah. face it and I do love I do love going through all the beautiful well apart from the exhibition of cakes and everything the competition side of it where people will submit their their goodies I think that's amazing but then all the beautiful fare that is displayed and all the great producers of food and wine so um, what can we look forward to in those areas oh we're looking around there's plenty of plenty of food they're all setting up but there's lots of vans outside so there's lots of little spots where you know everyone can come in you know, find a little quiet spot to have some lunch and eat with their family. I can see there's like a boost, there's a um, boost juice van. So if you want a healthy option, um, and then there's your Dagwood dogs, of course. So there's something for everyone. Oh, <laughs> the Master Chef section is always a delight. Yes, but, uh, yes. you're not you don't get out of there relatively unscathed <laughs> with some of the beautiful bakery items and all sorts of little tastings there as well. But uh, and I think the show is all about indulging, so it you've is. got to make the, make a day of it. That's it. it. Yes, excuse for the day. Go yes. a little bit wild. Go crazy, kids, That's and it. enjoy it. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and look, we, we always must mention the fact that it's so easy to get there if you're able to take public transport. The train stops right outside the door, and it's and they're running all day, you know, aren't they? That's yeah. the, you've got regular yep. services mm-hmm. and, and into the night as, as well. So that's yep. that's really handy for people. Yeah, the train's really, that's probably the best way to get in. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, you can kind of park at your kind of local station and it takes you all the way in and, yeah, very, very regular services. So that would definitely be, don't, it's too hard trying to find a park. And, and there is a car park, but I think with kids and stuff, 
the trains easier. And again, that just adds to the experience. Mm. And you know, I remember as yeah. a kid, like sitting on the train and opening my show bags and seeing what was in them. So, yes, there's all you know, It's not like they're going to be. They'll be entertained on the way home. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah that's right. And absolutely. hopefully they'll be nice and tired too. Yeah, that's it. They might <laughs> even have a little nap. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have one other question, and it's all about the rides. So oh. my kids are yeah. at the Let's Go on the Scary Ride, Mum, and. Um, Whilst I may have partaken in the past, I may not partake so much in the future. Um, is there any new rides that you have seen while you're all sitting there? Anything new? Right. Mm. I think there is a new one. I'm not sure what it's called. They'll have to everyone will have to come down to check it out. But it mm. looks like a big, a big scary one. Okay. <laughs> um, I think you know what I love to tell people to go on is. Um, it's more an experience with the Hollywood horrors. That's a fantastic experience if you like a bit of a fright. So ah. it's one of those walk-through kind of Halloween-themed yes. um, experiences. Um, and I think, you know, going on the Ferris wheel is always yeah. always a, a treat. And cars. <laughs> oh, and the Dodge and Car. Actually, the Dodge and Cars would probably be my favourite. You have to there. kind of get there really for that one. Laugh. Yes, yes. yes they yeah. are a good no, laugh. they're fantastic. And what about fireworks? Are there supposed to be some planned as well this time around? Do you know? Um, I'm not sure on the fireworks, actually. I know um, they actually didn't do fireworks last year, so mm-hmm. I'm not sure what uh, the program is for this year. Yeah. But everything can be found on the... Um, Melbourne Royal website yep. so if people are trying to look at what experiences and things like that and entertainment's going to be on throughout the day again that's another sort of um, planning step they could do before they got here so you know they're making sure they don't miss out on anything. Exactly and we can't think it was supposed to be originally an agricultural show so uh, don't forget that if you're interested in yeah, um, animals, farm animals, animals dog breeds, cat breeds, all of that. The wood chop Yes. Oh, that's right. That will all be chop. here. Watch the wood chop. Oh, yeah. Got to watch the wood that's chop. That's right. All the horses and everything. The dogs. So, the beautiful yep. dogs rounding their sheep up, etc. Kelpies, yes. That's yeah. right. And yes, no, it'll all be here and, um, yep, <laughs> they'll, they'll be ready for everyone on Thursday. <laughs> that, that's great. And, and obviously Thursday is the, the opening of the show, so that's a big day in itself. Uh, is there any, are there any sort of special features that happen just on that first day or is no, it just everything? Every, everything's the same every day. So yeah. I know a lot of people think that, you know, if they come on the last day or if they come later at night, um, you know, Things are going to change, but they are, yeah, every day is the same. We're offering the same great value. Um, yeah, the only thing that might change is obviously your entertainment and your, um, you know, the band yeah. things that are on of a night. But yeah. in terms of, you know, show bags and pricing and food, that's same same every day. So yeah. no one's going to miss out. <laughs> that's good to know. All very consistent. And yeah. running yeah, through until right. Sunday the 1st of October from Thursday the 21st of September. So that's... Uh, Quite enough time for most people to get along, so that's... Uh, that's right, yeah, and it looks like we've got some good weather coming up, so yeah. some beautiful days yeah. coming up Melbourne. Perfect for yeah. yeah, put it on for us, which is great. Oh, <laughs> that's what we need, some good weather. Now, Rebel, if we're going to go on Thursday, or in fact any day, what time can we get there? When does the when does it open? Um, I believe the showbag hall opens at 9.30, yeah. but I think the gates open a little earlier, okay. so... Yeah, you can come in, um, I think it's, yeah, from 9 o'clock. Oh. Um, and, yeah, you can come in and sort of start wandering around and yeah. having a look. But, yeah, things probably start getting busy around 11, 
11, 12 o'clock. Yes. And so, yeah, up sometimes... 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock at night usually? Is that the last call? Yes, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. yeah. So there's still a bit of entertainment on at night and then, yeah, all the doors will start, start shutting. So, look, I always say as well, you know, if you are coming earlier on in the day, sometimes it's easier to get your show bags in the morning and then you can just hire a locker for the day and pop them away in the locker oh, and then locker. that kind of... Yeah, because oh, that way you're not carrying them around, you're not taking them on rides. You know you've got your show bag. Yeah, you don't you lose want. things either. <laughs> yeah, you don't lose them. So that's always my recommendation is, yeah, grab them first and then, yeah, and then enjoy the rest of the experiences for the day. That's yes. a good one. Also, the kids also... You know, it also, because all day they're going to be asking, when are we going to the show back? <laughs> yes, that's right. Nagging. <laughs> and, you know, it has been known for show bags to be just left somewhere when you stop and to go on a ride yes, or they're just put correct. down for a minute and we don't want any tears no, over show no, bags. No, 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 Very busy at the end of the day too in that hall, isn't it? Yeah, the afternoons tend to get busy. So that's why I always kind of say, you know, if you kind of pop down in the morning, um, yeah, it's just easier, I think. So, what a great idea, Rebel! Yeah. Thank you so much for joining no us. We're super excited about the show, and we trust that everyone else will be too, and hope they can get along and have a wonderful time. And yeah. if if they can, there is a website, isn't there? If they if people want to check out stuff online, so Royal Melbourne yeah, so Show RoyalShow.com.au. Um, there we go. Yes, and then our website is RoyalShowBags.com.au. Yes, um, you can browse um, on there and look for anyone who doesn't make it to the show they can as you mentioned before they can Get buy their the show, show bags, bags online too yes, so, which is so great good. Christmas and things so, yeah, yeah. we noticed that it's good fun yeah that's it wonderful is. Rebel well we appreciate your time so much Thank and you I'm so sure you're much. very busy today so <laughs> we'll let you go and have, have a good show yeah have a great Thank time. you very much nice yeah. to chat to cool. you great thanks to chat to you thanks, thanks so much Rebel bye for now bye From Fleetwood Mac with the classic Dreams, we love it. Great song. Perfect for spring, actually. Perfect for spring. If you've got any dreams for the rest of the year and spring has sprung, new beginnings. Or thunder always happens when or it's raining. Or thunder always we happens have, when it's raining. We're yeah. later in the week, aren't we? <laughs> yes, we are. Let's, let's, mm. let's, so let's enjoy the warm weather while it lasts. And don't forget, we were in for a very hot summer, so we, we mm-hmm. need that. Oh, early. my goodness. Mm. And already, I think, is it Queensland? Sydney that's and, in as well. Sydney. Yeah, mm. really hot weather. It's September, so it's a bit, little bit scary. Yes. Six minutes to five. Barbara, we're going to kick off with a few little birthdays. Yes. Yeah. Let's do it. Yes. Well, the late great Buddy Holly has a birthday around this time. Yeah. I just want to send birthday cheers to my niece, Julia. She's having a birthday this Wednesday, the 20th of September. And uh, to all those Virgos slash Cusp Librans, yes, happy birthday and uh, have fun. Absolutely, and I'm going to join you with that. Uh, it, it is a lot of birthdays. Uh, Tiffany from my book club, I believe it was her birthday recently. Uh, Trina, a very close friend of mine. Catherine, my uh, sister-in-law. My niece, Charlie, has got a birthday coming up, as has Jody, a good friend of mine. And just say a quick hello to Mum, who might be listening in. We had a great weekend together. Uh, Sally and Andrew. So nice. Those awesome. people listening a lovely in. weekend. Mm. Have a lovely listeners. Especially 
especially to mum. Mums are very important. Very special indeed. Very special. They are indeed. Uh, Now, I mentioned a little earlier, Jess Belangzatagi, our TV cinema streaming services guru, is joining us at 10 past five. And, of course, we do want to talk also about the school holidays and what might be some entertainment for the students that are on holidays if they're not going overseas. (laughs) Then exactly. they might be home, mm. and you know and need you a little bit of entertainment, and get know, them off the technology. I'm and get outside yoga because I'm, you know, I've changed my technology rules recently. Mm-hmm. Oh, have you? Yes, new regime. So, new regime. So it used to be that I have blocks of time, and that was the tech time. And uh, spoke to a colleague of mine, and also a mum, and she said, rather than you know they just have it and you take it away when. You know, certain things don't get done, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's there's some disciplinary consequences. Action, you know, mm. disciplinary actions to to yes, the consequences are we take the tech away, uh, but rather earn it via points. Yeah. Um, so you earn your tech time. It's up to the same length of time, but you you start with zero. And you have to earn it. So if you unpack the dishwasher, you might earn a point. Yes. If you keep your bedroom clean and tidy, you might earn a point. If you uh-huh. go and wash mum's car, you mm-hmm. might earn another point. Yes. And you earn points which might equate to an, an hour. And then when you've got your quota, um, then you can decide when you have your technology time. Um, or it's around the same block, but you earn it rather than you have it and then it gets taken away. Mm. So so is this because we're so worried as parents that we take something away and, we, and kids have to suffer consequences? Sorry, just think, just say it. I mean, really? No, no. I want stuff done in my yeah. house and I can't get stuff done because it's always – I've already got my tech time. It's all laid out for me. Um, I can take it away, but it's like, well, big deal. And it's like, well, if it's not there in the first place, mm-hmm. uh, we can't. Interesting. You need to earn it. You need to earn it. Earn it. Yes. So um, my kids are not frightened of the, uh, yes, you know, if it gets taken away, well, yes, it gets taken away. And it's it's a firm line. It's not maybe might, mm. well, it's gone. Yeah. And usually there's three warnings and it's and it's gone. Um, and if it's, if it's significant, it's just gone. <laughs> And the whole lot might be gone yeah. for a week or so, or yeah. even more. Yeah. So we've we've done all of that, and that's that's kind of fine. But it's it's not increasing the amount of activity in the household. So we've taken a little bit of a different detour. Mm. So you know, it's no by no means researched in science that this is a foolproof mechanism well, because no, school holidays he's... have come along, and it's like oh, so. So can I earn stuff like now for, you know, I've had that other tech taken away, but, you know, can I earn now for the future? Um, How can I mess mess with the system? This is uh, is the very thing going on. What can I do here? Can I massage this so we can get it on? There's a loophole. Yeah, Yeah. at first it was no way we're not changing. And I said, well, let's just try it for a week. Well, there was lots of kerfuffle and lots of words mentioned and said. And I said, well, so far that means that there's still no tech time because you haven't earned anything. You're actually going into minus here. Yeah. Oh, can yeah. we go into minus? Well, no. Can we go well, maybe, minus? I'm thinking, you know. Uh, so it's, it's how yeah, the negotiation like goes. And there's yeah. some smart negotiators. It's like the bank. Yes, really? it is. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'd rather fill the bank up than taketh away. away. And yes. um, whilst I'm not frightened of the yeah. Yeah. disciplinary action and um, consequences, yeah. yes. um, I just thought I'd be more 
more positively framing it oh, rather than look, negatively for that. framing it. No, mm-hmm. all, all for that. All for that, absolutely. But it is interesting to think that life just takes things away, doesn't it, really? Oh, yes. And mm. sometimes, you know, it's a, it's how we – because just with my parenting okay experience – Well, <laughs> get used to that as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's how do we prepare kids for life as well. And yes. it's – yeah, it's, it's just a hard one. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love it. I just think that it's, it's good to probably mix it up and that – and, you know, as you've done. Yes. And I've got my L plates done. on, of course. Oh, so, um, we all have our L plates. Um, oh. Over the weekend it was kind of like, well, this isn't working. Let's go back to the old way. And it's like, hang <laughs> on a minute. Are we in the old way or the new way? Um, <laughs> it's like, stop. <laughs> 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 stop. When all else fails, go to your room. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't work in my house. That doesn't work. Never, work. Yeah. Never worked in too our big house. to actually physically into their room now um so you know there's no win there no that's right it's it's all it's all trial and error and sometimes things work sometimes they don't that's That's right and school holidays are a good time to sort of bring all that to Mm. the fore yeah let's bring it all out give it a run exactly (laughs) and look and in included in that because we were just speaking with rebel from the melbourne show we're talking about the show and there's a nice reward for kids to go to the that's show. Right. So how about that for something show bag positive? Or yeah, that's right. Work mm-hmm. it out. You can earn some points to go to the show. To go to the show. Mm-hmm. There you go. Or not and just we're going and we take it away. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we won't do that. But I was I read a little article about the Royal Melbourne show and I am a little bit partial, as I said, to the competitive baking arena yes. and people submitting them and I and Country I draw this com- association I draw this competitiveness from the Casterton show oh okay. and the ladies yes. in Casterton yes. my hometown Castertonia I call it fondly <laughs> and the show the Casterton show was a big deal and my mum was one of the ladies who would submit her maybe it would be her ginger fluff sponge maybe it would be powder puffs yo-yos, whatever it might be, there was a fair degree of competition and it was always among the ladies, only the ladies, and I found this lovely article today and it was about a fiery, a firefighter, um, and his name is Mark. He's a former baker and he has been absolutely delighting his colleagues at work because he always submits some entries into the Royal Melbourne show uh, for the food in the food section, but he tries out all these recipes on his colleagues. And they're like, this is pretty good, Mark. Mm. You can do this. Can so, yeah, so I was just talking, I was just talking, I was just reading it. So he might have um, cakes, danishes, Swiss rolls. Uh, last Friday he poured a sponge with jam cream and fresh <laughs> strawberries. And uh, But the, the fireys are very grateful, they said, but they also give him very good feedback. So... Feedback where it's required, mm. positive, constructive feedback. So he gets a lot. So he is one of the fierce competitors in eight categories of this year's Royal Melbourne Show cookery competition. And so there's lots of different uh, entries or ways you can enter in different sections. So lots of cooking categories, 554 entries. Oh, wow. You're expecting and the cooking categories and 388 in preserves. Wow. Mm, does it tend to be a female-dominated thing, dear? It I does, say. And which yes. is why I wanted schools. to highlight the blokes a little yes. bit. Yes. And go, schools participate go as well. I think okay. Daniel told me that there was something that he did in sewing when he was in primary school, oh, and they really? said we would like to submit some of our sewing to Good. the show. Excellent. Uh, and he was like, don't you dare. Do- <laughs> 
<laughs> he didn't want his no, sewing submitted. He didn't want his sewing Daniel, submitted. He should be proud but, um, oh, I think, yes, absolutely. I think now he would look retrospectively and say yes. Like, uh, but yes, there's also the sewing as well and yes, the handy the crafts. The embroidery, the crafts, yeah. Well. And yep. you can go and have a little bit of the winning cake. Yes. Um, and scones oh. Oh, and scones. yo-yos and hedgehog, all of the oh. things that are on my list of all the tastings. Delicious. Um, with a cup of tea in that beautiful hall that has all of those um, yeah. first, second and third prized items on show. And there's also artwork there as well. Oh, that's right. You're yes, right. The and the artwork's really yes, good too. So it's yes. really worth well- a bit of culture, yes, yes, at the Royal Melbourne Show. So so there you are. And uh, the other thing I was reminded about with that competition aspect of it is that in my family we've always been a little bit competitive with the old cooking because mm-hmm. um, mum always was a cooking. cooking. Just with the cooking, yeah, only the cooking, yeah, nothing else. Um, and but my brother, my sister and myself, and so we all – because mum was big on making sponges, light feathery sponges, and they were amazing. Mm-hmm. Chocolate, ginger, and vanilla it ones is an with art, everything. The sponge it's, cake. It's, it is, and the pavlova. Oh, yes. I might add. And so we'd all compete. So when we would have family gatherings, you know, the three of us would bring to the gathering, mm-hmm. and we wouldn't tell which what we were bringing, mm-hmm. and then we would always have a little competition about whose sponge was. The best sponge, mm, the lightest, lightest, the most, yeah, very controversial, <laughs> very go. serious, and um, it was good fun. So we still have a little bit of that competition. Uh, there's a little bit of competition going on uh, between me and my husband right now because it was high school, not primary school, that the sewing happened. And he said, and that's your joke for the day. <laughs> You're doing oh, jokes. Daniel, that's excellent. Well joke. done. Daniel. Nicole's done for her jokes. Thank you for letting us know well, that. I think he can sew we, the socks and the holes in the socks that I've been sewing at yeah, the moment. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he might. He probably can put a button on or two. I reckon he'd be all right yeah, That's at a that. skill that's very mm. useful. Yes. No matter who you are. Exactly. Indeed. Exactly. Uh, five minutes past five. Barbara, you had a couple of other things that you wanted to share. I just wanted to mention that um, – because Nicole was interested in some other things to do apart from doing the show during the school holes. Yes. Fantastic Beasts, The Wonder of Nature. Yes, I saw that too. Yes. Have you been? I have not. I was Uh there yesterday. Do tell. And, 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 um, yeah, lots of fun. Now, basically, you'll probably get more out of it if you have seen the film or read the book or whatever. We have. We've done the Yes, so you'll you'll probably – but I enjoyed it, um, particularly – and my partner Joe, he enjoyed it, um, particularly because, uh, for those of you who are not aware, it's basically um, you can check out uh, the magic of the creatures from the Wizarding World alongside the remarkable animals from London's Natural History Museum collection and learn about their shared abilities and behaviours that allow them to dazzle, attract and escape. So it's been created by Warner Brothers Discovery Global Theme Entertainment and the Natural History Museum in London. And so you've Basically, it explores the links between the, the magical creatures of the wizarding world and the remarkable animals of our natural world. What I found particularly interesting too is that there's a big conservation message in this exhibition yes. too. Yes, and talk, talking good. about the number of animals that are threatened or have yeah. been threatened, um, the number of animals that have, have been rescued. Um, certainly, birds at the um, the cockapo, I think, from New Zealand is, a, yes. is an amazing bird which cannot fly, right. and oh, sadly, it was um, it was really the, the population was virtually decimated uh, quite some years ago. Because of uh, introduced species such oh, as rats yeah. and so on. Um, uh, anyway, but they had the they thought, well, seeing we've created this mess, um, we've got the scientists, we've got to we've got to try and solve it. So they took them to some islands just off New Zealand, and they're trying to restore the population. And he's working very slowly. Um, not so uh, positive an outcome is the the story about the vaquita, which is a little dolphin, um, which is found off the coast of Mexico, which is very unlike. Um, I think it's the smallest dolphin. It's very unlike 
uh, other dolphins we know with the bottle noses, it doesn't really have a little beak. But these poor things, they're, they're getting caught up in fishing nets and they're only something like, Ooh. there was only 60 of them uh, I thought were alive at them and then down to 30. So the numbers, they're trying to, to, to build up the numbers but they don't they don't fare well in captivity. But anyway, some great messages for, for all of us, particularly for kids too, to take. I was just watching some, some of the young kids who are quite fascinated by um, some of the, their, their voiceovers, their, their films. And of course, there's an amazing uh, technical effects they've got um, as part oh, of these great. magical creatures. Yes. But um, uh, of course, there were the real creatures, which are pretty fantastic too. There are. So, indeed. Um, so that, that is running until, I believe, uh, the 8th of October. Yes. Um, yes. So it's in plenty of time for the school holes. So I do suggest that you get along because it's something for young and old, literally. Absolutely. I saw that in the, uh, I was looking at the Melbourne Guide oh, to yes. School Holidays. Mm. And of course, the show came up. And that was the next thing on my list there as well. Um, just on the uh, animals there, yes. on the weekend um, before last, we went to the Cranbourne Botanic Gardens. Oh, yes. Um, which ah. is a very native garden. It's got like a de- massive desert scene that's all very red dirt okay. and circular patterns of plants and a whole set of different areas. But what they've done there in the Botanic Gardens is um, uh, release the um, barred bandicoots into ah, okay. out of captivity um, into the area. Mm-hmm. The concern is that, you know, the sort of greater Dandenong area and Gran- Cranbourne area is getting more expanse. And yes. so there's the feral and local cats and oh, foxes, yeah. of course, where they're getting problems, in there. But yes. we were walking through just leisurely having a look at the beautiful gardens and one just sort of ran past us. So that was a delight to actually oh, see one nice. in a natural-ish yeah. ish habitat. In their natural um, habitat. To note that they are actually successfully breeding there. That's so great. that's lovely. Really mm. cute Isn't as well great? to see something lovely yeah. like that. Mm. Everyone else was sort of busy and noisy and lots of other tourists and we were like, and you nice got and quiet it. and we got to see it. So <laughs> Excellent work. You know, those little things are very special. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. are indeed. Mm. Absolutely. Well, lots more coming up in just a moment. Ten minutes past five, we'll be speaking with Jess Belangsatagi, our cinema TV guru, and she'll be going up uh, after these messages and with lots to tell you about in terms of new things happening and particularly for the school holidays, which is our big feature for today as well. Happy school holidays. Jess Malboy there with... Give you love. Back with you on Big Life Conversation. And we are very happy indeed to be speaking with Jess Belangsataggy. Jess, good afternoon. Hi, everyone. Lovely to be speaking with you. It's great to speak with you. (laughs) Finally. Yay. Yes, the universe is conspiring. So there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had a few... A few false starts the last couple of weeks. But. We really have, absolutely. So um, it's even better to be speaking with you now. And we have a fair bit to catch up on, I would suspect. Yes, there are a few things. I was going to speak about a few new release movies uh, this week. Um, so, yeah, there is, there is a bit to catch up on. We are, unfortunately for Jacinta, getting into Halloween movie I won't lean too heavily into the horror, but one of the films that I was hoping to talk about is The Nun 2, which oh, is currently yes. a cinema, oh, and oh, doing very well, yes. And also, um, 
A Haunting in Venice, which isn't strictly a horror movie, but definitely one of these Halloween releases, and the new Ninja Turtles movie. So, oh. <laughs> a bit of a mix yes. um, I was going to talk about today. Yeah. Um, should we rip off the band-aid and talk about the scariest one? Oh, I think so. <laughs> Go ahead. Yes. Well, The Nun 2 um, is obviously a sequel to the first Nun film, which I haven't seen. Uh, which may surprise you given I try to see every horror movie. <laughs> but I haven't actually seen this one. This movie is actually the ninth installment in the Conjuring universe oh, franchise. Okay. So there have been a lot of Conjuring movies, which is yeah. why I've struggled to keep up with them. And I have seen a lot of them, but sometimes I also struggle to remember what I have seen and have not seen. <laughs> Some of them are much lower quality than others. Um, yeah, it is worth yes. noting briefly, though, that The Conjuring was sparked by Melbourne local James Wine, who actually went to RMIT, where I, um, oh, and I, I work. So yeah. he's an RMIT alumni. Yes. So he's obviously doing really well, um, and that's partly Great. what drives my interest. I always like to watch um, his latest film. Um, the Nun, not directed by him, though, directed by another uh, workman-like horror movie director, Michael Chavez has directed um, a few other kind of commercially oriented horror blockbusters. Uh, so this one um, is set in France in the 1950s and it follows up on one of the most popular characters in the Conjuring franchise uh, who is this um, nun, this eponymous nun <laughs> who the, the, this spin-off sequel is named after. For some reason, she's captured the cultural imagination, and these nun movies, even though they don't get very good reviews, are just insanely commercially successful. And she first appeared in one of the main Conjuring films, this evil nun character, and just kind of went viral online. So <laughs> there's something about her that people are just yeah. drawn to, and she does have one of the creepiest character designs, I think, in the whole Conjuring yeah. universe, so she kind of wears these black robes and peers out with yellow eyes from the shadows and her kind of gimmick is that she manifests from paintings and strange marks on the wallpaper. So wow. the, the, the filmmakers always have fun with those kind of visual mechanics. Uh, but basically, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry, I was just going to say, perhaps there's a lot of scarred Catholics. <laughs> or lapsed Catholics, <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, from boarding yes. school that are out there and it's, it's super creepy, that could super be it. appeals. Well, that's that, a double whammy for me here, right there. Oh, yes, the sisters that show no mercy. Yes, uh, yes know them well. Oh, sorry, Jess. That, that, that could definitely be a key, a key factor. This one is actually set in a boarding school in France. Oh, um, so French lads were a bit a bit different. I'm speaking from experience. We're going. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, this I don't know the the where this particular nun is from, but I know that she's she's actually Valak, which is a, a demon. So she's some <laughs> kind of. And I haven't seen the first nun, unfortunately. I have seen her pop up in the Conjuring film, so maybe the first nun does a better job <laughs> explaining this. But from, not from what I've read. Um, so this one is set in 50s France. Um, it kind of starts with this priest who's mysteriously murdered and the main character who is uh, beautifully paid, played by um, Thaisa Farmiga um, the, another nun called Sister Irene the good nun she <laughs> investigates so she's apparently vanquished this evil nun before so she is um, set up for the task to take on this evil nun again um. and I mean that's pretty much all I have to say about the plot of this movie. It does what it, it, does what it says on the tin and absolutely nothing more. <laughs> That's funny. 
I, I was in a, quite a full audience at my local Hoyts and people were very kind of vocally engaged. So obviously the kind of haunted house ghost, mechan- ghost house mechanics of it work well. Um, <laughs> there, there is this amazing scene in which the, um, the good nun, Sister Irene, is in this shadowy cobblestone French street and she encounters this magazine rack with all these black and white images, and as soon as you see lots of um, images of faces peering out at you, you're kind of primed to expect the evil nun to appear, because that's kind of how she materialises. And it is a very creepy sequence where these magazines start to kind of rustle and flip pages, and eventually this patchwork image that looks like the nun's face comes out from all these magazine pages, and and she just kind of materialises from the magazine rack. But it's kind of this disconnected... Um, strung together series of set pieces like that rather than having any kind of strong narrative. But uh, in terms of kind of mindless ghost train Halloween fun, obviously the audience I was just quite enjoying it. Like it, it, it fits the bill if you scares. like that kind of stuff. <laughs> A few jump scares. <laughs> yes, yes. Just it pretty much mainly jump scares actually. Yes. There's a lot of strung together jump yes. scares. Yes. It does there is some interesting mood kind of built up in the French setting I guess adds an extra layer to that atmosphere. Something that's really interesting, though, so the, the actress who plays the nun, Bonnie Aaron, she has this incredible face, and that's why the filmmakers, uh, they're often praising her in interviews that they do, that her face has this incredible architecture which makes the nuns look so striking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she does a great job, as she always does, and she's naturally suited to it due to the architecture of her face. But she's actually um, undergoing a lawsuit against the... Um, Warner Brothers, the production company, because the, they've made a whole bunch of merchandising around this character. I don't know who is mm. buying that or where it's going, but yeah. apparently they're making a lot of profits from merchandise, and apparently her contract hasn't um, been met. It, they aren't honestly um, telling her yeah. about the kind of profits that she's owed as part of this oh, um, merchandise. Wow. So that's a very interesting surrounding mm. story as part a of this whole side story. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> It could be horrific in its own way, I guess, Along with the yeah. whole writer the the situation that's going <laughs> on over there at the moment too. Yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. This is. I guess this is another one. Warner Brothers is one of the studios that is um, at the target of these strikes, yes. um, given that these kind of um, manipulative and exploitative dealings. So I guess this is just another uh, element of that. But um, it does, it's not slowing down the nun's success. It's it's um, like the first nun film. It is making huge amounts of money worldwide. So they know they know how to um, grab an audience around this kind of Halloween, lead up to Halloween time, this Conjuring franchise. Mm. Perfectly timed, this one. Yeah, well, that's enough horror, I think, for <laughs> one day, Jess. Uh, we've got anything nice and sweet and lighter? Yes, Light. well, we could move on to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant <laughs> Mayhem. <laughs> so why, why not? Let's jump right <laughs> in. If we must, yes. <laughs> Yes, well, this is a, obviously a reboot of the beloved kids cartoon franchise about the four turtle brothers, uh, Michelangelo, Leonardo, uh, Raphael, Raphael and Donatello. I don't know why they're all named after Renaissance artists. No, no, no. <laughs> it's they are. Great names, though. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and watching this movie as an adult, I haven't really um, looked at much Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles content um, as an adult which, uh, you know, maybe doesn't seem so strange, except one of my key research areas is children's media. Yes. Ah. <laughs> so Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is not one of those shows that I've ever felt compelled to revisit, <laughs> either leisure or research-wise. But 
Watching it again as an adult, this basic premise, I was struck by how bizarre <laughs> the whole thing is. It is. Um, so basically these four turtles um, have become, they're kind of mutant humanoid turtles thanks to this ooze that dripped into the sewer and they are, <laughs> they were adopted by another humanoid mutant, this rat called Splinter who's, who's looking after him. So the, the movie kind of focuses on the origin story of the four turtles and how they kind of try to split with their dad who's keep trying to keep them very protected in this sewer environment so that they don't get, um, they don't face all the cruelty of the human world when humans don't accept them. So that's kind of the big point of this film, which is very family-oriented, but it's clearly also aimed at um, nostalgic adults. It was co-written by Seth Rogen mm. and um, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross from the Nine Inch Nails uh, do the music, the, the soundtrack, oh, which wow. is really cool. Yeah. And it has this really nostalgic kind of style, which is very similar to the Spider-Verse films. It feels like an animated comic book with this surreal tinge kind of hand-drawn feel, even though it's computer-generated and it's really rapid-fire pace. So it's got a really nostalgic feel to it and, as I said, very much aligned with the, the style of the Into the Spider-Verse films, which are rightly critically acclaimed. This one didn't work quite as well for me. I, I felt it was a little bit too <coughs> shallow, um, even though it started off very strong. Uh, but I don't know, maybe that's just because I am—I don't have a natural affinity with the whole Ninja Turtles story. Mm. It was directed by Jeff Rowe, who um, previously directed Mitchell vs. the Machines, which was nominated for the Best Animated Film at the Oscars a few years back, and, and is a really brilliant film. Um, and it's got some great actors in it as well. Seth Rogen is in it as well as writing the, the screenplay. Right, yes. uh, Paul Rudd appears as well, and also one of the main characters is um, Ayo Edibiri, um, who is playing the journalist April O'Neil, who kind of befriends the Turtles. And she is the actress who's currently making waves as one of the main characters, Sydney, on the TV show The Bear, which I have been thoroughly enjoying lately. This is the cooking show um, on Disney+. Plus. So it has got a great cast. It also makes the interesting choice to cast actual teenagers in the turtle roles for once. <laughs> which these movies wow. don't novel. often do. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no. it, is quite, it is quite novel. So it is a bit striking to hear this rapid-fire dialogue being delivered by actual teens. Oh, So nice. it, 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 was, it was a fun Friday night, and I was in um, an audience. I, I saw it when it, quite, quite early on in its release, so it first came out, and the, the audience was actually mainly um, teens and kind of young adults, so it's clearly hitting with that, um, that demographic. But in terms of a nostalgic... Adult, which is clearly the dual layer audience appeal they're going for, it, did, it didn't really work for me on that level. Yeah, mm. I can see that too. I I'm, was around when I think my brother was really into the <laughs> Ninja Turtles, and uh, yeah, so I was thinking the adults that would go back to that. I'm not sure. Are there many girls? Sure there are, yeah. there's, there's many girls who are into it. Uh, ah, good question. Sort of it was, thing. Otherwise, yeah. but I was too old for it to be, on, to be honest. It was way after my era, but um, mm. uh, but I always thought it, yeah, it was going to be very male, adolescent, prepubescent sort of um, audience to, uh, they had in mind as a, as a target. Yes, yeah. well, definitely. I remember the absolute turtle ninja turtle mania when I was growing up, where yeah. all the boys, like I guess all the merchandise was very boy targeted. It was very much so. Yeah, all the advertising. Yep. It was full on martial arts. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Yes, yeah. Uh, so this film, I think it does try to break through that or modernise that a little bit, mm -hmm. but it, it still, for me, is quite 
one note. It doesn't yes. do as much with the story as it as it could. Mm. Um, and this is certainly not the first attempt at a big budget cinematic reboot of Ninja Turtles. No, so, no. Six prior film versions. Yes. Um, yeah. And different formats too. So yes, format, they've gone to back to animation, but there was the non-animated version and that was oh, really okay. interesting. as Well, non-animated, but... Was it non-animated? Yeah, digitised yeah, yeah. This is this is probably, you're thinking of the, that big superhero blockbuster-style film from a few yes. years ago produced by Michael Bay where they tried to yes. darken the whole... They did. <laughs> Ninja Turtles world and, and yeah, create a more um, gritty version of it. And I've only seen, oh, I might have seen all of it, but I only remember bits and pieces and I thought that was awful, yeah. as did many other people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but this one, I think, is a, is a vast improvement on that on one. That one. And okay. that approach. Yes, um, yes. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be rushing back to see it, but uh, it, it is getting a lot of buzz, critical buzz. Yeah. So obviously there's a lot of people out there loving it. Yeah, well, the the twelve and the sixteen year old in my house have not got much desire. Like when they saw it, they didn't. They they didn't. It's almost like they may have had a gap that's too big between that mm. original version. But we do know that there's you know regular cartoon versions of this that are out and about at the moment. But they, I said, you know, why don't we go and see that? Nah. <laughs> They want to see the nun. It's like we need something in between. You know, one was one's craving for the yeah. They, they, they want they want that, and it's like, well, no, that's not no, going to be appropriate. And they're like, oh, the Five Nights Happy at Freddy's is out. Let's let's go and see that. And it's like, okay, well, maybe that's the jump scare with the well, you know. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, so Five Nights at Freddy's. That was there was a bit, trailer for that uh, during the nun, and there was a visible reaction from the many young people in the audience. Ah. <laughs> that one seems very anticipated, so that's going to be another strategic Halloween release, it, I guess. It probably will, will be yeah. as well. I'm not sure where that's pitched, but I know that <laughs> the younger people are the players of this game. So, ah, yes, very interesting. Yes. All right, that's the the Ninja Turtles done. Twenty eight minutes past five. What else are we talking about, Jess? Something a bit different, um, I think. Yeah, so the. The other release, and it has, I'm sorry, just it has got spooky elements, but it's not a horror <laughs> film. You guys uh, are just being mean to me. <laughs> <laughs> I promise uh, next time I will talk about, oh, but next time it will probably be even closer. It'll, be, it'll be more horror. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, and I'm sure I've said that before, but next time I'll make sure that there's um, a com- I'm actually very excited Gone about a comedy film called the- Theatre Camp. Gone with the Wind. There's a comedy called Theatre Camp that oh, yes, I've seen for a bunch of times. Mm, it looks yeah. very fun. Uh-huh. So talk about that all right um, along with some other comedies i'll hold but you to that is, <laughs> yes yeah no we haven't talked about a comedy for us or just obviously ninja turtles has very comedic elements but just a kind of straight comedy for a while mm. so maybe next time yes haunting in venice is a uh, murder mystery film so this is the latest in kenneth branner's um agatha christie oh, yes. adaptation yes so the previous ones were Death on the Nile yes. and Murder on the Orient Express. So these really classic kind of cinematic reimaginings of Agatha Christie stories. Uh, so this, uh, in all these films, Branner is the director, but he also stars as the Belgian detective Hercule um, Poirot. Yes. So yes. he obviously has Likes a it. great <laughs> love for, the, for Agatha Christie and this particular character. Uh, and this one finds him in retirement in post-war Venice and he really doesn't want to be drawn back into 
film Murder Mystery Scene, but early on in the film, a novelist who gets called Ariadne Oliver, all these amazing, ridiculous Older names in these Agatha Christie stories. Uh, yeah, so she, she comes uh, on Halloween, she comes to visit him and mm. convinces him to come along to a seance that she's attending <laughs> at the palazzo of an opera singer called Rowena Drake, another very high-octane kind of melodramatic name, um, because... <laughs> She wants to use Poirot's um, investigative skills to help um, uh, unmask this medium who's played by Michelle Yao in a, in a very amazing performance, um, to, to unmask this medium as a fraud, so basically to kind of debunk this seance that she's going to stage. Mm -hmm. So it's a really intriguing, fun kind of premise. Um, it Basically, the film revolves around the kind of haunting legend of this palazzo in Venice, which is kind of falling apart and there's just water dripping through the, the ceilings and rusted pipes and we, we learned that it was a former orphanage for children which um, according to legend was closed down during the Black Plague with all the kids abandoned and left inside and doomed to starve to death. So it's got quite a dark um, legend behind it mm. and this, this macabre story is kind of conveyed early in the film via this Halloween shadow puppet pantomime for the town's children inside this dark palazzo, which sets a really eerie tone uh, for this murder mystery story. And I absolutely loved the opening of this film. It really set my expectations quite high. Um, I, those expectations weren't sustained for me <laughs> or met for me throughout the film. I did enjoy the spooky atmosphere. Um, it's really tightly organised around this kind of dark, ripping Venetian palazzo location. Um, but in the end, I found it a fun kind of diversion um, and, and definitely Kenneth Brenner's kind of scenery-chewing moustache in particular <laughs> really steals the show. He is obviously having the time of his life in these movies. But I kind of left the theatre, had a quick debrief chat with my partner who I'd seen it with and then have, didn't think about it again until I'm talking about it now with <laughs> so it, it was one of those fun kind of diversions, but um, definitely it didn't get me thinking in a way that, you know, is what draws me off into these kind of murder mystery films. But yeah. I guess Agatha Christie stories often it's about the the style and the, and the play with different over-the-top characters rather than having a really complicated, twisty-turny murder mystery. Yes. Yes. And there's absolutely. always sort of an end, you know, a kind of a finish as well. Yeah. So it doesn't kind of leave you with... No. Many, many things are not unturned. Guess did you guess who done it though? This is the, the question, Jess. Yeah. Sorry. Did you guess who done it? Um. Uh, I kind of. I think it was one of those films where I was throughout. I was trying to be, stay one step ahead. I always like to try to guess who done it in these films. <laughs> um, so I, at different points, I was guessing almost every character. Yes, they've done that I well did, then. <laughs> Yeah, I did kind of guess who done it, but it, it, it does go in some unexpected directions here and there, and it's very moody all the way through. So if you like those kind of murder mystery films, um, it's definitely worth uh, checking out. It's quite a fun one to just go and chat about during and after the movie. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, not, you, it certainly won't haunt you, as the title promises, <laughs> after, for very long after you've seen it. But um, it's kind of like a slightly more thrilling 
um, Midsummer Murders episode. Oh, yes. Okay. That's yeah. interesting. Yes, I guess there's levels um, of it. <laughs> and, and Jess, that, I, I do like a murder mystery. That's fine. I can deal so, with that as long as it's not you. too too scary. Shock horror. Yeah. Shock horror. Yeah. But, but you've as you've been speaking about this, you've reminded me of one that I do really love on the ABC. I think it's a Friday or Saturday night. Death in Paradise, if anyone has oh, yes, seen I it. Like it's, it's pretty light and there's always someone's, you know, kicks the bucket, something's <laughs> happened, someone gets murdered and then it's this this really amazing, fun investigative team, and there's beautiful location. Lo- it's a beautiful location, and mm. it's it's very light, and I can handle that. <laughs> I think I think the location is a really big part of what makes yeah. the mysteries fun, and yes. these Kenneth Branagh films definitely recognise that. Obviously, um, a, a falling apart palazzo on a Venetian <laughs> canal is you, you couldn't get much oh. better, especially because it. It has that um, almost what's that what's that who done it game Cluedo Cluedo like structure where the characters are all in different rooms and you have to play who was in the room with in the, the drawing room with, with the, the candelabra and, yeah exactly <laughs> like that so it really plays with that kind of approach but I think in general murder mysteries demand a really interesting uh, setting. To yes. create that atmosphere. They do. Um, I do, I do love the murder mystery. Yeah. 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 Good old White Lotus. I was just thinking white about that. White Lotus. Different, oh, I mean, usually beautiful settings, not necessarily scary settings. No. Things beautiful. Things go a little awry. Yes. In those settings things go a little crazy. <laughs> contrast. Oh, that sounds well. Well, what a great trio. Um, a little bit of something for everyone, Jess. Yes. And a little bit leaning into the spookiness, but. Yeah not my fault that there's lots of Halloween movies. <laughs> that's that's right. Next time. Next time. Have, comedy heavy. That's comedy right. Heavy no, look, you just have to go with the season, I guess. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and and you've done extremely well and we thank you so much for joining us. Can't wait for next time uh, yes, for, for more exciting things to talk about. We really appreciate your time and we'll see you in about a month. Yes, see you then. Thanks Fantastic. for having me. That's awesome. Jess. Thank you so much, Jess. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Back with you on Big Life Conversation, Jacinta, Barbara and Nicole with you through till 6 o'clock tonight, 20 minutes to 6. In fact, that's gone pretty quick, ladies. We have a few different things that we want to talk about now. We've got lots of news and we have shared some of it, but if I can kick off with, I had a few little teasers at the beginning of the show and the first one was about a former Prime Minister who has written a book. Um, Now... It was Scott Morrison who's written a new book. So he's been busy on the back bench writing a book, which is good. You know, you need to fill in your time, I guess. And um, the new book touts God's faithfulness. This is from his publishers, a little synopsis of the book. Throughout public criticism and the pandemic, the former Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, is set to reveal in detail how his Christian faith influenced him in a memoir to be published in May next year. So that should be an interesting (laughs) read. Just to let you know, it might be something you want to put on your Christmas list or not. It just depends. Um, Now, it is, let's see, it's a couple of other things I wanted to share about the book. 288 pages, Plans for Your Good, it's called, A Prime Minister's Testimony of God's Faithfulness. 
published by Thomas Nelson, a division of HarperCollins Christian Publishing. And uh, the book, the blurb says, it offers a unique insider's account of a Christian who is open about his faith and operated at the top level of politics for more than a decade. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, that will be selling soon, I would imagine. Mm. Now, I also mentioned before that... There's a, a job opportunity yes, for someone indeed. Indeed. and I hope everybody's listening and get your resumes up and ready <laughs> for this one. Right. Okay, wanted. William and Kate seek a CEO who can stay calm under pressure to run their life. Now, I have to put an accent on for this one. As job advertisements goes, it appears to crown them all, inviting applications for the newly created role of Chief Executive Officer to their Royal Highnesses, the Prince and Princess of Wales, um, describing a unique opportunity to join the dedicated team at Kensington Palace. Successful candidate will need to bring a track record of strategic and cultural leadership in complex, fast-paced settings and the ability to demonstrate core values of Discretion, humility, <laughs> integrity, and diplomacy. How about that, ladies? What do you reckon? Oh, no, bro. You think you're up for it? Oh, no. Oh, no. That's right. Um, such is the distinctive nature of the working environment that this – I thought this bit was funny – the, that it's a 37.5 hour a week week role. Are you kidding? Really? As if. Anyway, it uh, will also require someone willing to serve as the strategic interface to Buckingham Palace, of course, aligning William and Catherine's priorities with those of His Majesty the King and Her Majesty the Queen. And did they mention a salary? <laughs> no salary. I think you meant to do these things for free, aren't you? <laughs> For the love of the crown or something. Just for Um, the love of it. But, uh, yeah, so there you go. Good luck. So everybody, (laughs) pens at the ready, get out and get that job. Yeah, no thanks. I okay. think I want that one. Is that the no. joke of the week? Or the- that, that no. Well, I was, I was going to go to true. I was going to go to satire, but I think we should go from satire to jokes. What do you think? I think we should. This go is a, a little one from the shovel because you know we like them so much. We love with this them. Satirical take on things. This one is about uh, anyone watching The Voice or um, not the TV show? No, not the TV random. show. <laughs> oh, no. oh, oh, is it? No. No, no, no. This is a reality singing yes. show. Oh, yeah, yes. Are you familiar with yes. that one? I think so. Uh, and there's also the mask singer. But anyway, this one is um, uh, titled Disengaged Voter Wondering <laughs> If It's Really Necessary to Enshrine a Reality Singing Show into the Constitution, <laughs> i.e. Beautiful. The Voice. Um, Adelaide woman Lucy Hickson said she's a big supporter of the up-and-coming musical talent uh, <laughs> but has questioned the need to change the Constitution in order to promote it. What's next? A referendum on Australia's Got Talent? A constitutional <laughs> amendment to include MasterChef. I mean, I love those shows as much as the next person, but but does it seem to be getting a bit out of hand? She said she didn't see the need to go to a polling booth when there was already a perfectly good voting system in place. I can just go to the Channel 7 website and vote directly there. Not sure why the Australian Electoral Commission needs to get involved, to be honest. Hickson said she heard some people believed more detail was required before they could vote on The Voice, but she she, but she disagreed. Nah, I don't think so. After the blind auditions and the callbacks, the battles, and then the insights from Guy Sebastian and the other judges.
charges. I think you really have everything you need to make an informed decision. <laughs> boom, boom. Oh, boom, boom. Oh, such Love wisdom. That. Isn't that beautiful? Love that. Yes. So um, I thought that was quite funny. What right? a little Clever. treasure. Thank mm. you so much, Thank Nicole, for enlightening so us. Jokes. Barb, do you Come have on, a Barbara, joke? Go I've, I've got a couple that have come through after oh, you. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm. Well, of course, yeah, now we're at Lawrence joke time. I'd rather uh, focus on sporting things. Why not some sports jokes? Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Why did the golfer wear two pairs of pants? The golfer? Yes. Yeah, what? Because he got a hole in one. Ah! Oh. Da, 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 da. I was thinking yes. something about birdie, but <laughs> love, that love, love it. got me in trouble. Yes. yes. What is 22 legs and two wings but can't fly? 22 legs and 42 Yes. What else do martial artists get? What illnesses? Martial artists oh. get. Kung flu. Kung flu. Yes. Oh. <laughs> what position did the pile of wood play on the football team? Oh. Defence. 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 Thank you, Barbara. Yes. Yeah, she's love. here till Thursday. <laughs> no, um, excellent. Well, I've only got one, so I'll just yes. do my little one. Sure. Um, <laughs> why, do, why do mummies have trouble keeping friends? Why? Because they're wrapped up in themselves. Yes, they are wrapped up in <laughs> themselves. Yes, with a bit of formalin and then many organs on the inside. Boom, boom. Uh, boom, boom. Um, a couple of little ones. This one is from a website. But uh, what happens to an illegally parked frog? Ooh. Gets towed away. There you oh, go. Barbara, I knew you'd get awesome. that one. What did the DNA say to the other DNA? What? DNA. What did the DNA Deny? Say to the other DNA. <laughs> yeah, deny. Uh, do these genes make me look fat? <laughs> um, and then uh, a couple of ones um, uh, from home. Uh, tried to book tickets for an Elvis tribute night over the phone. Uh, had to press one for the money, two for the show. Oh, <laughs> nice. Um, I lost my pet mouse, Elvis, the other night. He was caught in trap. <laughs> um, so there you go. Thank you. Very Just excellent, you go. guys. Yeah. We'll be back with more jokes next week. Yeah. <laughs> I love a little joke segment. Could to be a bit silly at this time of yes, night. 13 absolutely. minutes to six indeed. Now... Something a bit more serious on the health front. Oh, let's be a bit it is serious spring. for a moment. It is spring. And yeah, spring it's been sprung. Um, and we talked about allergies a couple of weeks ago and some of the things we can do to help prevent the allergy season. And we do know that Victoria is, and particularly Melbourne, is allergy capital of the world. Uh, we have a website, which you may not know exists, and it's called the themelbournepollen.com.au. And it's a count and forecast for those that do suffer from all of these allergies. Um, and they update this uh, regularly, like the Bureau of Statistics. Um, and it gives you a map of Victoria. And uh, it actually gives you a shift from the grass pollen season and the outlook for the season as well. Uh, so normally we have a conversation around L. Uh, La Nina and El Nino, um, because that has different influences on pollen and allergy sufferers as well. Um, So you can get on the website and have a look at August and see where things are hotting up. Um, And levels tend to be um, a little bit higher, more closely inland. And in Victoria, apparently over the Gippsland area, it is particularly high. Um, But the coastal areas... um, quite uh, far east and and north 
far east um, are quite light on. Um, but the forecast for the upcoming grass pollen season in Victoria are a departure from the consecutive La Nina weather patterns that have prevailed over the last three seasons. These La Nina seasons typically usher in cooler daytime temperatures and more winter-spring rainfall across eastern Australia though we haven't quite seen that yet. Conversely, the projection for the 2023 points towards the emergence of an El Nino pattern characterised by elevated temperatures and a higher risk of drought. Um, This shift will impact the growth of flowering of pasture grasses um, and the pollen from these grasses act as the primary trigger for spring and early summer respiratory Mm. allergies, occasionally triggering isolated incidences of thunderstorms and acid. So after a series of heavier grass pollen season, the outlook for 2023 suggests a return to an average grass pollen season um, because the high and extreme days are our worst days for hay fever and asthma. Um, A warmer and drier spring potentially means an earlier end to the season as well. So we've had an early start because of the warmer weather. And an earlier, hopefully an earlier finish towards that as well. So um, this has plays a really big part. The recent weather conditions are part of the basis for the outlook. And while the overall autumn rainfall for the state was close to the norm, the end of August will likely see below average winter rainfall totals and above average maximum temperatures. Um, so the pivot to grass growth and flowering is the ability of plants to draw moisture from the soil um, and therefore um, can increase um, what's going on in the allergy space. So if you want more information, you can look at the Melbourne Pollen Count and Forecast um, and it has up-to-date information. They'll, they've got the um, August uh, update and they'll update again for October. I think there's a September uptake. Um, I think they're saying that um, an important note of caution is more fa- in is that more favourable weather conditions through September would act to increase grass growth and result in heavier pollen season. Um, conversely, much drier, warmer September than normal will reduce grass growth and lead to a lighter pollen season. So we actually want um, the drier weather yeah. to help people with allergies. With allergies. Mm, and yeah. they'll update That's it right. again for October. Well, that's an interesting website mm. to, to oh, like I hadn't heard of it. So, mm. yeah, excellent. So, you know, before you go out, if you are a sufferer, you can yes. probably check, is it a day that's going to impact? Um, mm. Given that we've got yeah. the hotter weather, it may reduce that impact yeah. with El Nino um, versus the La Nina, which is the more rainy season. Mm. Mm. Excellent. Yeah, good to know. Thank you, Nicole. Interesting information and scientifically backed, I would suggest. <laughs> you know, it's always good to have some facts. It is good to yeah, have some brilliant. facts. Yeah, brilliant. Now, nine minutes to six, ladies. What have we got? We're racing against the clock. Can I mention the Italian Film Festival? Please do, Barbara. It's opening uh, this Thursday night. And it's Italian. <laughs> so it there you go. Um, and uh, it's running until um, the 18th of October. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw an interesting one, actually, as a mini preview. Um, a couple of weeks ago, and this is called the Eight Mountains, Le Otto Montagna, it's winner of the jury prize of the 2022 Cannes Film Festival, and it's been described as an epic journey of friendship and self-discovery set in the breathtaking Italian Alps. And Pietro's a boy from the city, Bruno's the last child of a forgotten mountain village, and the two meet one summer in a small village in northwestern Italy, and their adventures together, um, and their adventures together roam far and wide. Over the years, Bruno remains faithful to his plan, and home while Pietro aspires to greater heights, so to speak. 
anyway, it's a, an interesting story about friendship and uh, life on the land and living close to nature um, and the uh, the pearls it can bring. Um, it's uh, a spectacular film in terms of the absolutely stunning scenery. Um, it, it's it's I found it a little bit long and it um, it's not like you, you perhaps you're more. Um, Flippant, light-hearted Italian films you often get to see. It's something fairly intense. Ah. Um, but if you're a traveller and you're interested particularly um, in mountaineering and uh, there's some footage of Nepal as well, uh, oh. you might find that you know particularly intriguing. But um, anyway, it was written and directed by Felix van Groningen um, and it's been described as a beautiful story of childhood, friendship and love. So um, you know, that's just one of many, though, that are um, that are on at the moment. You can pick up a brochure or you can get, jump online. Mm. You can get a brochure at um, any of the Palace Cinemas. Um, but uh, we do uh, get excited about our Italian Film Festival. We yes. do so well with our film festivals in Melbourne, don't we? Our we Spanish, do. Italian, really French. do. We're sport for choice. It's amazing. Yeah. Diversity. Yeah, yeah. lots of diversity. Great and run. It, yeah, and we? it's a great thing. Um, we'll have a couple of wrap-up comments back with you in just a moment. But you're still with Big Life Conversation, five minutes to six. It's a race to the news. What have we got to finish with? I've just got a couple of little recipes because I know that um, people with kids at home might be struggling to make those school holiday lunches. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Care of Kids Spot Kitchen, which does a really good wrap-up on school holiday lunches that kids can help you make, and they look really healthy. So instead of things like your chicken nuggets, they've got, um, yes, still pieces of chicken, but put into a, a bowl like a poke bowl or a bimmy bab with lots of veggies, making it look really um, colourful um, in some really yummy sauces, uh, tempura nuggets and sushi bowl. They've got everything from doing some little mushroom sanshoy bao parcels, which are really easy. And the one I liked um, the most uh, was debatable between the easy cheesy nachos, which was <laughs> lovely. Um, everyone loves nachos, but getting the avocado and the beans and the corn in there and the tomatoes, uh, you know, getting all those really great um, veggies uh, are in that one but um, I really liked the um, idea of the cucumber uh, nori roll have you seen those before where no. you've got a cucumber you actually hollow out the center of the cucumber <gasps> I have and you can fill that with all of the goodies. Oh, yeah. Um, Great so idea. So some avocado and mm. some carrots, some capsicum. And then you slice that up and you've got these really yummy little sliced yeah. um, uh, sushis that are made without the, the nori roll paper. Um, really easy to put into lunch boxes if people are going away to do things, but really easy to make together. Um, something fun for everyone. So there's some great recipes in there. Some sort of healthier takes on classics. So, you know, burgers, but you've got your chicken and avocado in there and you've made the buns and you have that with some uh, sweet potato chips, um, some really nice uh, sandwich sushi options made with bread instead of the nori paper um, and that one that I just mentioned there. So um, have a look at that. There's some zucchini waffles, to name a few, mini vegetarian tacos. Um, Yeah. Okay, it's really great things. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Thanks, Nicole. They sound absolutely yummy. Two minutes to six. Uh, Stay with us, obviously, after the news. Primary Perspectives is on after us. Barbara. 
Just quickly, um, what gets up my nose? Uh, people who are, shall we say, great at knocking ideas, um, particularly if they're not their own ideas and not prepared to uh, actually give credit where credit is due. Uh, I won't go into details at the moment. You won't even know what I'm referring to. Yep. Um, people uh, and things that make my day, well, people actually give credit where credit is due and are not so hung up on their own egos. In fact, that wasn't their idea. The idea that's been mooted wasn't their own, but they think it's they want to support it. Um, yes, and so those are the things that I'm thinking of. And also a great read for those interested in journalism, some brilliant journalism, um, Crossing the Line by Nick McKenzie, The Inside Story of Murder, Lies and a Fallen Hero, The Story of Ben Robert Smith and His Downfall. Um, brilliantly researched, a lot of hard work gone into that. And um, also, of course, uh, Ben Robert Smith is appealing against the defamation case, which he lost. But this is a, a brilliant read. And uh, hats off to Chris Masters and McKenzie and all involved in uh, the telling of the tale. They are amazing. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds like a great book to read. I have to get onto it. A quick what gets up my nose is the 75% increase in prices when you're travelling during school holidays. <laughs> oh, <laughs> too much. Not. Not good. No. Anything that makes your day? Um, well, being able to get away, I think, is really nice in this beautiful weather. So uh, just perhaps going shorter period yes. of time. <laughs> and uh, yes, shorter right. and sweeter times. <laughs> Absolutely. What gets up my nose uh, really quickly is people who do the scaremongering and particularly when there's big public debates in our country, mm. um, there might be a few around at the moment, mm. uh, where it's a really significant time for us to make some progress and do some really good things. But we've got scaremongering. We're not talking about the facts and we're trying to get people misinformation, to... Disinformation. Misinformation. Disinformation. Yeah. We had to descend into it, didn't we, people? Yeah, I know. And what makes my day is those hardworking people who are trying to be give objective, factual information and just keep the whole thing calm. So going to be interesting times in the next few weeks, but there you go. Yeah. Now, Barbara, we're wishing you a bon voyage. Thank you very much. Oh, oh, wonderful from um, oh, Iron Climbs. We're going to miss you. We can't wait for the update when you get back. Thank you. And you've got a couple of mystery guests next week. I we have very yes. mysterious at the moment. <laughs> Quite mysterious, in but, fact. But uh, they'll be here, don't you worry. But we will be missing you and thinking of you. And, Thank you. Um, I shall yeah, see you happy, happy just after that uh, that big uh, referendum on the I'll be back on the 16th of October. Absolutely. Well. Time for us to go. Bye for now. Ciao. Bye. Thanks for listening.